Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham, back in town from Dallas. Uh, Got to make sure we thank our sponsors. But before before we do that, we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at eight Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can find the links to the show on our Twitter handle, also on our Instagram story, and stick to us on TikTok too, uh, because a lot of good TikTok content coming out from Titans minicamp. Later on in the week, got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. With Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new, your new car buying process by checking them out in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Check them out, boneandjointtn.org. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, uh, A.J. Brown, again, firing up Titans Twitter. I think for the most part, I think for the most part, Titans fans have more put the A.J. Brown trade to bed uh, and are not as emotional as they were a month ago. You know, middle of May, it was still very new, but... We got distracted by Traylon Burke's drama there too. But A.J. Brown continues to tweet, 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 which makes Titans fans who are not uh, emotionally stable with the tweet, with the trade yet respond to his tweets. And this is the type of interaction that we got. So the middle tweet here, A.J. Brown just tweets this. Uh, Today I learned the percentage on the weather doesn't mean it's the percentage chance it's going to rain. It means the percentage of the city getting them. Uh, that's going to get hit with rain, which I, I not buying that. I still don't believe that. Anyway, Henry given Sunday. So Samer K E S says for the love of God, just stay off social media. You're already a villain. No need to make a, make it a stupid villain. So I don't know if uh, Henry given Sunday is uh, disagreeing with the weather uh, take that AJ has and calling him out for being dumb. But anyway, I, I don't think there was much correlation to tweet at AJ Brown because of that tweet. But AJ responds and says, for the love of God, using his own words, I was the best receiver to play for your franchise. Shut up and move on. You mad at the wrong person. So, Zach, that is the dancing emoji. You got to have dancing emoji. emoji. Sorry, I couldn't really tell what that was. I'm not familiar with the dancing emoji. Uh, But AJ's dancing is on way into Philadelphia. So uh, when you saw that, what did you think immediately, Zach? Well, this is a prototypical case of a troll. This is what we call a Twitter troll. Now, whether this particular person feels, and Henry Given Sunday, Sammer K-E-S, he trolled him, right? Whether he meant to troll him or he was just still butthurt about the trade and all that other, but this is a troll. So, There are many trolls out there in this universe, and they usually live and breathe and breed on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And this is AJ giving in to a Twitter troll because the weather tweet had nothing to do with what that Twitter troll actually and the topic that he brought up. But AJ took it a step further and said something, and these are pretty strong words from a guy who was only a part of the franchise for a short amount of time. I think that is the key to this conversation. 
but very productive, had some injuries. So I think that we're, we're going to get to this. But A.J. Brown's biggest problem, well, it, there's two problems. I do think that there is a syndrome that Titans fans have of being upset and still upset that the relationship is over. And then I think the second problem is that A.J. Brown still talks about the relationship being over, right? So it's a two-way street. I, I think this is a case of two people that really didn't want to separate mm-hmm. and that now are separate and think that they're in their own world. But when they get together, the chirping is. It's, it's kind of like to have irregular animosity where it doesn't make any sense to be mad at one another. You've moved forward. But every time you see that person or you interact, you're upset that one person left. The other person is upset that they ended up leaving and that they're in greener pastures. And we'll find out how green that grass is in Philadelphia. But this is A.J. Brown not and, – and A.J. Brown doing what A.J. Brown does on Twitter, which is tweet too much, then delete. He's become this weird – I mean, him and himself has become this weird weird Twitter athlete that should stop, think before he tweets. He usually tweets, then deletes, and then moves on. But look, A.J. Brown had no reason to give in to this Twitter troll. Zero reason. Like, how many other responses has he gotten saying, hey, why aren't you in Tennessee and all this other stuff? But he picked out him. Yeah, I mean, at tons. And there's no, there's no telling how many tweets AJ Brown gets. Now, Dilo says, what has AJ said about the trade since it happened? Oh, a lot of things. He said it's he's not the one to blame. He says it's not his fault. He's gone on and on about that when the timeline presents that it was the side of AJ Brown who decided to stop communication with the Titans about a negotiation on a contract and handled that one. And I, what I thought. He, ham- he handled it pretty immaturely. And I thought he was overreactionary with how he handled the entire contract negotiation, but I want to get too deep in that. But again, him saying you mad at the wrong person, like I don't like who who does AJ Brown want Titans fans to be mad at that he's not there anymore? The Titans. Is that right? That's what he's insinuating. But but is but I, I find that not he's correct. saying it's not his fault. Well, no, he's stood is. by that. But well, he stood by fault. that, Austin. Well, AJ Brown has actually stood by that the entire time. Oh, I, that, I know that, but he's still wrong. Like, well, how again, do you like, know? That's the thing. That's your opinion. AJ's opinion is that it was not his fault that he is no longer a Tennessee Titan. It is the Titans' fault that they were not willing to pay him. No, don't think about what you think. He forced think the about trade. what AJ Brown thinks. That's Zach. What we're he forced about. a trade. I, 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 what I'm saying is, what Austin Stanley thinks is that AJ Brown forced a trade. And the Titans had no other choice but to move him at the time of the draft. That the deadline was draft day for the Titans to do something to make chicken salad out of the AJ Brown situation, and that's what the Titans were forced to do. Because well, they, they a- weren't forced to do anything. You're not forced to do no, anything, Austin. Again, that's, that is false. That, that's that's that, absolutely false. What I said was. He forced a trade, and the draft was a deadline so the Titans could make something out of it. Because it was one deadline. It's a pretty freaking big deadline. But it was one. It wasn't the only deadline. For right now, 
that was a pretty big deadline because the Titans could not afford to get past the draft, still have this mess continue with A.J. Brown to where he holds out, holds out, holds out, and then they he then they have to trade him and they don't get a first-round draft pick for him. But, but right? Austin, the, the fact of the matter is, is that the Titans decided, and this is their prerogative, right? Right, wrong, indifferent. It doesn't matter. But, Austin, you can't think about forced trade, deadline, all that other BS. No, no. At the end of the day, the Titans were not willing to continue negotiations. No, that's not what happened. Zach, A.J. Brown's side shut down negotiations. What are you talking about? That happens. The Debo Samuel example is the example, Austin. Literally, the same damn thing with the same damn agent is going on in San Francisco. You are wildly crazy and don't understand anything if you cannot see that. The same exact thing is going on in San Francisco. Debo Samuel actually openly came out and forced a trade. A.J. Brown did not do that. And the 49ers stuck to their guns and said, look, they're in the exact same situation. Do you not understand it? Do you not see it? I do. The, The 49ers, they didn't see that as a... And dead ass deadline. Well, the Titans did. They made well, here, the decision they moved on. Here's the difference, but, Zach. Here's the difference: is the 49ers also have a quarterback situation that they're not good with either because they drafted a quarterback number three overall. The Titans the, have the a Titans win don't now. Don't have a great quarterback situation. Zach, either. T- yeah, but they have a win. Come on, Ryan Tannehill is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and we're not going to get in that conversation. But the situation Jimmy Garoppolo that, went on, further than Ryan Zach, Tannehill last year. Okay, yeah, the the. the, the the Niners are better in the playoffs when Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw a touchdown pass. Jimmy Garoppolo that, has stop, been further stop. in the, in the my, NFL my than Ryan point, Tannehill. My whole point, Zach Bingham, is that, good Lord, why can I get through this? My whole point is the Titans situation right now in a win-now situation with Tannehill and the rest of the roster is a more do-or-die situation than the 49ers because they drafted Trey Lance in the top five a year ago. Malik Willis doesn't doesn't come up in this situation at all because he's a third-round pick. It doesn't matter. But the Titans could not afford to not get something now for A.J. Brown if A.J. was going to continue this. They were not willing to continue negotiations. The Titans, they they stopped. They themselves made the decision. That's okay. A.J. Brown stopped three weeks before. The Titans tried for the three weeks before the draft, the entire month of April, and AJ Brown. Debo Samuel has the same agent. No, can you? Do you understand that? Yes, I I do know that. I've been talking about. I talked about that for months. So if there's one franchise that is willing to continue talks with said agent, one franchise was not. But this is, and what the whole point is, is what you picked out, which is. Shut up and move on. You mad at the wrong person. He is well, one. Let me let me let me separate. Mad, not- two sentences. Two hey. sentences. I agree. I agree. Titans fans should shut up and move on and stop tweeting at AJ. But I also disagree that AJ Brown says that you're mad at the wrong person. No, Titans. Why do you, fans how should- do you disagree with what he said? I don't. I think that. I think AJ. I think Titans fans should feel like AJ Brown and his agent forced this situation prematurely. That's all they, I'm saying. No, look, they forced money. They want money. Do, do you not? That was their, it's a I negotiation. Don't, I, I don't understand. You've been like, in negotiations before, correct? Yes. So, and, so it goes both ways. 
But the 49ers, for this example, you're such a homer, was willing was willing to negotiate on the other side of the draft. The Titans were not. This has nothing to do with homerism. Do you? You can sit there and blab your mouth because you're upset at your. Your it your does. baseball team that got their ass beat all the way. Shut right up, dude! Get out of here uh, with that. Are no, you kidding me? This has nothing to do. What does that? What does the ball baseball team that I haven't talked about one time I'm, have anything to do with this conversation? You are playing hardball. Like a child, Zach. I'll play hardball with your ass. You're ridiculous. If you look at it, this has nothing to do with homerism. It has nothing to do with Ole Miss. Go back. The fact of the matter is, is that the Titans, the Titans, in AJ Brown's opinion, were the reason. Why he got traded? Oh my God! I, I you, can't even. Do you agree or disagree even, with that? With well, I can't even listen to you anymore because you're bringing well, you in all listening. Things. Yes, because you brought in Vols baseball. What did you bring up? The fact that you've been biased for AJ Brown for the last three plus years. This doesn't have anything to do with that. Do you not? It does that's what, it, you're not it, listening, Zach? You're all I'm AJ trying to do Brown is tell you what AJ in. Brown thinks. Look at his tweets. Uh, read the read the bottom sentence. You mad at the wrong person? Yes, that's I, what I, AJ Brown thinks. That's the discussion. I know it's what not he what thinks. I think. I think he's I wrong. don't care. I'm okay. Okay. It, right. no, like, there's nothing you can do. Why are you defending what everybody knows? What AJ Brown thinks? <laughs> like, it's, why are you defending that? Because you said that that was wrong. I are disagree you, with like, you. Are you I, following this conversation? Do you yes, know what we're talking I don't about? You. All right. The, the reason why, no, 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 we're going to talk about this. The reason why so we're discussing stupid. this so is because you disagreed with that bottom line. Yeah, I, I do. And I I'm do. telling you that AJ Brown said what he said. This is what he thinks. And you disagree with that. Yes, I do. Is that wrong? Can I, am, am I not allowed to do that, Zach? No, you can, but that is incorrect. How the is Titans it incorrect? just what? made the decision to not continue to negotiate. Zach, no. That's why Zach, A.J. No. Brown I, thinks this. Can I call a 30-second timeout, please? Yes. Okay. A.J. Brown and Tory Dandy decided to shut down conversations about negotiations for a contract three weeks before he was traded. So the fact that you just said that A.J. Brown is mad the Titans decide to not negotiate is factually incorrect when reports have come out from multiple sources, from multiple reporters at multiple outlets saying that A.J. Brown shut down communication with the entire Titans organization, including his position coach, the head coach, any type of coordinator or training staff, and the GM shut it down three weeks before the draft. How are you, how are you missing that? This, and, you're, that, and you're saying the Titans decided to not move forward with negotiation. Yes, no, AJ and, decided to not move forward. Th- look, that is a part so, of negotiations. No, I, I, I bet you if you ask agents how many times, especially the big-time player, AJ got upset with the initial offer. We've, we've also, we know that, right? So let's tell the full story. AJ and his side got upset at the initial offer of $16 million up to $20 million in incentive. That was also confirmed by Debo Samuel's mother on her IG, right, within that. So we knew that information. It is timeline. It was an initial offer. That is a part of, and and that's why A.J. Brown shut down conversations for what they did. I agree with Daniel. Look, I'm not in support of all of A.J. Brown. I think he's radically ridiculous on this platform we call Twitter. I'm not sitting here supporting that. But what I'm trying to say is, 
A.J. Brown believes that it was not his fault, that that was a part of the negotiation. Him not talking, but the Titans decided to say, if he's not going to speak, we are going to at least find somebody that gives us value, redraft a wide receiver, and start over, and not pay him. The unique part about this situation, this is what I stand by, is we have an example of the same agent, the same agency, the same position, a wide receiver that was drafted not in the first round, negotiating a very similar contract with a different franchise. And we have gotten a different outcome where John Lynch has come out, if you follow anything John Lynch has been saying, John Lynch says he Debo Samuel is essentially too valuable to trade. The Titans' actions tell me that they did not think that A.J. Brown was too valuable to trade. Because the Niners and Titans are in different situations. The two Johns running and calling the shots there are different too, right? They, they've got different situations. Debo Samuel is Derrick Henry. In the for the Niners, like that's what he, that's what Debo said. D, AJ Brown is not. AJ Brown is the Austin. What did we talk about before this trade? What did you say? Oh, I, what I, did I, you I, say? No, no. If you, I'm gonna let make I'm you talk your that, words live talk, on air. Hold on, I am talking what, about no. Right before now. you move on, what did you say about AJ Brown over the next several years? That that he needed to become the Derrick Henry role. I don't. Exactly. I'm not walking back on that. So it's the same. Zach, I'm talking about 2022. I'm talking about right now. That's not what the contract is. Yes, but but AJ Brown holding out, that's the whole point about the draft deadline. Can I can I explain this to you again? The draft deadline is was April 25th, right? The Titans had to get something for AJ Brown this year if he was gonna hold out and and he, he was on that trend, right? He had shut down communication for three weeks. And there was a draft day deadline to get something for this year. The Tennessee Titans could not afford to not get something for this year. When A.J. Brown's agent told John Robinson that his ass isn't touching grass without a contract, then now it got real. Holdouts were going to continue, and the Titans had to get something to help them on the field this year. They if chose they waited, to. If they, they didn't waited have to. until... They it's chose a, to. That's fair, though. They didn't have to. They chose to. The Titans but, chose to trade A.J. Brown. All right. We need to move on because we're getting nowhere. Okay. So let's go ahead and ask. You sat question. there and told me that A.J. Brown would, should be the next Derrick Henry of this franchise. I, and, and now I you're sitting here telling no, me that dude, they're in a different situation. No, I'm talking about in 2022 only. Good Lord, man. I'm talking about this year only. The, the Titans country. have so much riding on this year. Do they not? But they, they build for the future. It's not yes. all. Look, I, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, maybe they pr- proved me wrong. I mean, but- the odds are they're not going to, but they're sure as hell going to damn try. And they have to get, they had to get something from AJ for it from AJ Brown. They chose that AJ Brown was not going to be the future of the franchise. And that, that ultimately is kind of what, what we were planning on talking about. AJ Brown brought up a different topic of he thinks that he is the best wide receiver for the Titans. I have an opinion on that in Titans uh, franchise history. And look, that's his mindset. We know AJ Brown. He thinks he's the best at everything, which probably makes him very good at things, right? It's confidence. It's all of those things. What I'm saying is 
AJ Brown believes that it was the Titans' fault. I we don't know what the Titans think. The Titans probably the Titans think, think it was AJ Brown's Brown fault, fault, right? Yeah, that yeah. that's what divorce is. Do you not like that? Is what every divorce usually? I don't say every, but ninety percent of divorce, the one person thinks that it was the other person's thought. Well, she drove me to All cheat, right, let's, or let's they, we had let's a terrible marriage. Like let's it, move it, there's always two sides of the story. Okay. Obviously, yes. Let's move forward here. All right. So, AJ Brown says uh, that he is the best receiver to ever play for your franchise, the Tennessee Titans. Right? That's what he said in the tweet. I was the best receiver to play for your franchise. So let's ask you guys who is the best wide receiver in Titans history. Let's just keep it the Titans. I don't want to like Ernest Givens is great. I'm not going back to the run and shoot with Warren Moon and all those guys with the Houston Oilers. Let's keep it to the Tennessee Titans, who is the best receiver in the Tennessee Titans franchise. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to go to, know where to turn uh, to get back to health and recovery. That's with the Bone & Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org is their website. Uh, Go check them out because they've got a dozen plus physicians who specialize in any type of sport injury or joint issue that you possibly have. I currently have a plantar fascia thing going on with my foot. I'm going to call Bone and Joint this week because I got to get this thing checked out. It's driving me crazy, and I know they can help me, whether it's rehab or or whatever I might need to do. They'll help me get there, boneandjointtn.org. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today, whether you have your Android or your Apple today, and you can get hooked up because tonight is the NBA Finals ATOZ 200, that's ATOZ 200. $10 money line wager wins you $200 when either team hits a three pointer tonight in the NBA Finals. You're going to get $200. I mean, it, I guarantee that a team, especially the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, will hit a three pointer tonight. New users, ATOZ 200, no spaces, all one word. That is your promo code for tonight for the NBA Finals for Bet MGM. All right, so the question we're asking here, and that brought up by A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, we'll show the tweet one more time for those who are just jumping in here. Uh, I was the best receiver to play for your franchise. Shut up and move on. You mad at the wrong person. So let's focus now on the I was the best receiver to play for your franchise. Who is the best receiver to play for the Titans franchise? Again, as in the state of Tennessee, I'm not going to worry about uh, right now, the Houston Oilers. But, Zach, I'm going to go ahead and send you to the comment section. Uh, what are, What's everybody saying? Well, Zach uh, Yappel says, A.J. Brown was definitely the best wide receiver we ever had. He's just now hitting his prime. Come on now. Uh, B. French says, Derek Mason. Omar says, Derek Mason. We got a couple of Drew Bennett's from Ramon and Derek. Uh, Mason from Rob. Uh, Josh says show Mason's reaction. Well, you can go look at Mason and read Mason's reaction on a to Z sports.com. That's right. Buck did a good piece on, yeah, on Buck him. Talk, Buck talked to Derek. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we got Frank wide coming in here. Um, let's why do stick with receiver wide receiver I, tight ends? I, I understand, but let's stick with wide receiver. Yeah. Mason for sure. Will <laughs> says uh, Nate Washington. Corey has a joke. Maybe it's Corey, Corey, Corey on Corey crime right here. Corey Davis, uh, Drew Bennett's, you know, uh, and then we also have, you know, Ernest Givens. We kind of talked about the structure of, of how we want to do things. It's, I mean, it's pretty obvious that it is between 
two wide receivers. It's between A.J. Brown and Derek Mason. Drew Bennett, I think, could be sprinkled in there, but I just don't think that he has the statistics comparative to Derek Mason's longevity of career. And the unique part about A.J. Brown is just the lack of longevity. He is a tight. I mean, when A.J. Brown's career is said and done, he was drafted by the Titans, played three years there. The last year he was kind of riddled with injuries off and on and moved on. And I don't know what A.J. Brown is going to be in the NFC East. He's going to get paid a lot of money by the Philadelphia Eagles. But A.J. Brown will not be known as a Tennessee Titan. No. I, he won't. I mean, it's just too early in his career that he's playing for a different team. The unique part about Derek Mason is, and this is my personal opinion, I don't, when I think of Derek Mason, the first team that I think of is not the Tennessee Titans. It's the Baltimore Ravens, which tells you about the Tennessee Titans franchise, in my opinion. I mean, that's just a you thing, though, right? Because D-Mace played for the Titans for eight years. He played for the Ravens for six. And now he he left both franchises as the leading receiver for both teams, which is pretty impressive in its own point. But that's just your recency. Zach, like that? No, no. Because, I, I mean, that's what I think. I've always, I, I know that's what I'm saying. On radio, like, I've told you that. I know that. Uh, but it's recency because I absolutely, I associate Derek Mason with returning punts for touchdowns and and all types of Titans plays. No, like, sure, I, that he, happened. I don't dis, I don't discredit that. I just think of Derek Mason in a Ravens uniform when I vision him. But that, I mean, again, I mean, that's that's fine. That, again, that's your thing. But his best three years in the entire league came with the Tennessee Titans. And so the answer is A.J. Brown, if he would have said, I was the most talented wide receiver that ever played for your franchise, then I have zero issues with that. But he's not the best because Derek Mason is the best franchise or best wide receiver to play for the Titans. And it's not really close because – and we can compare yards and yards. Like, I think this is apples to apples with Derek Mason and with uh, A.J. Brown because separated by almost 20 years, right? But it's still the Titans were a run-first team. The Titans have always been a run-first team with a, with a lackluster passing game and a passing game that had to rely upon Yak and guys getting it done on their own. And so is A.J. Brown more talented than Derek Mason was? Yes. Like, there's no doubt about that. I'm sure Derek would say that too. But I think when you look at how the position was played, Derek Mason was better for longer than A.J. Brown was. Yeah, and it goes back to the statement, as you mentioned. A.J. Brown said what he said. We are asking the question based on A.J. Brown's statement, which is best player in franchise history. And A.J. Brown thinks that. That's his, you know, kudos to him. He can think what he wants. But statistically and as far as impact, I think Derek Mason, when you talk about franchise history, A.J. Brown at the end of the day is going to have a short stint in franchise history. He just is. Sure. So, and I'm looking at – you know, Derek Mason had five consecutive thousand yard seasons. Now, four of those with the Titans, one with Baltimore. He only missed three games in those five years. 
That's pretty. That's not pretty. Very impressive. impressive. And then he continued to play in sixteen more games in sixteen games a season for the next five years. Which is just ridiculous. Like the ability for Derek Mason to stay healthy was was crazy. I don't want to do, like be Mike Francesa and count on the air because that's really bad. But it looks like to me that Derek Mason played eight consecutive years, maybe nine eight eight consecutive years playing all sixteen games. Yeah, that's why he that he is the answer, Derek Mason. And before AJ Brown got traded, I would have probably said. There's no way that that is going to eventually happen, right? Like, if AJ would have played four more years with the Titans, they would have given him the contract or a contract. He surpasses Derek Mason. That's just the trend and trajectory of what we all believe AJ Brown is going to do. And it's kind of funny because if you watched last year's playoff game between Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, you know, in the first round where Tampa Bay just ate there to lunch. And the reason why is that Philadelphia didn't have enough playmakers. They didn't have enough offensive firepower. Now, how much of that was Jalen Hurts? We're going to find that out. And A.J. Brown is going to have a harsh realization if Jalen Hurts does not work out. That's his best buddy. But you And wide receivers will tell you this. You are only as good as your quarterback. We're going to find out the same thing about Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams with their new quarterbacks. Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers, and God knows Tua Tungavailoa is not Patrick Mahomes. What is Jalen Hurts going to be? Because at the end of the day, Austin, whatever I say about Ryan Tannehill and my belief in him or not belief in him, the problem with Ryan Tannehill that I've always had is that he just has a lower ceiling than what the Titans need. It doesn't mean that his ceiling is not high. It's just not high enough. A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill had a connection. They were dynamic Mm -hmm. in in numerous, numerous games that A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill were the reason for the outcomes being victories. I don't know what Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown are going to do. I know A.J. Brown is a really damn good wide receiver. But if yes. your guy can't get you the football or can't get you the football enough or is throwing to Devontae Smith and other guys, I mean, who knows what he will be in Philadelphia. For yeah, well, this question, then, it's Derek Mason. Yeah, Yuri says A.J. won't have eight guys in the box in Philly either because there's no Derrick Henry uh, getting all the attention uh, to make it one-on-ones on the outside. I did see another last comment that I wanted to read before um, – we move on to our next bigger conversation that you were kind of getting to uh, there towards the end of that is that um, that I'm trying to find the comment because a lot of some, a lot, a couple of people have been saying that Derek Mason played in a different era where they did not protect the receivers as much as they do now. Like when Derek Mason was in the mid two thousands, having five straight thousand yard seasons, Hands all over the place, a lot of contact down the field. You you could get laid out when you went over the middle. You can't do all those things now. So I do have to think like what could receivers back then do in air in today's era of defensive restrictions? And so that that's a very good point uh to go on the side of Derek Mason over AJ Brown. One other thing to the the Eagles, the the uh Derrick Henry comment. A.J. Brown and the Eagles philosophy is 
to get and pair him with another unbelievable wide receiver. That is something that A.J. Brown has not done or has not had the luxury of. Corey Davis was under 1,000 yards, but Devontae Smith in his rookie year almost had 1,000 yards, right? So what is he going to be in the next three to four years? That's kind of, I think, what their offensive philosophy is going to be. And it's impossible to recreate Derrick Henry. There's only a you know a handful of teams that are close to that, whether it's Josh Jacobs or Jonathan Taylor or, you know, the, there's not that many that have that singular back that can feature and help wide receivers because they put so many people in the box because they're a run first team. Sure. All right. Eight of these sports here live on this Monday. Here's this next conversation because Zach was kind of hinting at Tyree kill Devontae Adams or going to new teams, having new quarterbacks. You see other big money contracts. We talked last week to wrap up the show about Cooper cups contract. And then Hunter Renfro got paid uh, by the Raiders. Stephon Diggs got a deal from the Buffalo Bills. So, are you optimistic or pessimistic about the Titans not following this wide receiver trend? I'm going to have Zach dive deep into his thoughts behind bringing up this topic here in a second. But first, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com slash A to Z is where to go to get your quote today. A free quote. Whether you know what your health plan is or maybe you don't just because you've, you've just been taking money out of your bank account, well, reset. I reset earlier this year, and man, am I glad that I did. Farm Bureau Health Plans gave me a great health plan. They've got better coverage, they have better rate, and I got better service. I had the flu a couple of weeks ago. I had the opportunity to use their Teladoc conference, and it didn't cost me a single dime because it was already a part of my plan. It re- I reaped the benefit. I had 103-degree fever. I was not good. I'm a grown-ass man. You know, I... I People get sick. I needed some help. I needed some medicine. I got that medicine through my Teladoc conference, and FBHP.com allowed me to do that at absolutely no charge. FBHP.com slash A to Z. Get a quote today and just see if their plan is better than the plan that you have today. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. There's only may, only guaranteed two more NBA games this season, so I, I but I tell you, take advantage of this right now. That's code ATOZ200. When you download the BetMG map, plug in that code ATOZ200, and here's all you got to do. You uh, put your first deposit in, then you place a $10 money line wager on either team tonight. Here's also a nugget. Boston, 7-0 and against the spread after a loss in the playoffs uh, today. So maybe you put Boston money line, and then you're going to get 200 bucks. When either team hits a three-point shot, it's a great way to do it. So that's code ATOZ200. When you download the BetMGM app, you make your first deposit. Then a $10 Moneyline wager is all you're going to do to unlock getting 200 bucks when a single three-point shot is made tonight. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee, only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, and eligible requirements. Rewards issued if knowledgeable for bets to credit for bets expiring seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Zach, go ahead and uh, dive deep into uh, what you were, your thought process behind this second conversation we're going to have about the wide receiver trend across the NFL. So it's unique because you have to look, and we talked a little bit, or talked around what we're going to speak about. But with Cooper Cup, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, all of them getting paid major money. You also mentioned Stefan Diggs. 
the trend in the NFL is to pay wide receivers big money. The industry standard and the top of wide receiver salaries have changed completely in just one year. Correct? Agree? Right? Yeah, yeah. We all agree with that. That's just AJ Brown's also included in this conversation, and, right? Oh, and AJ Brown is absolutely included in this conversation. The unique part about the Titans and what they do is their quarterback situation, right? Devonte Adams got traded away from the pitch, uh, the Green Bay Packers, who had Aaron Rodgers. Tyree Kill got traded away because they had Patrick Mahomes. I look at those unique situations to say, well, they believed in their quarterback. They had their quarterback to fall back on, right? So they trade, they had, they made the business decision. Now, it was different because Devontae Adams didn't openly, like AJ Brown did, demand a trade. That kind of happened. But I think behind closed doors, Devontae Adams said, I would be willing to be traded. This is the teams that I want to go. And Green Bay kept that in house. Tyreek Hill was a little bit more open because of Rosenhaus. And so, but all at the end of the day, all of these wide receivers are getting paid. So that tells me that NFL franchises in today's era of football value paying their wide receivers if or, or if they do not have a stellar quarterback, they are okay in getting rid of big names. But they're paying their guys. And the Titans, which I find the most unique out of this entire situation, is because they don't have the luxury of Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or uh, Justin Herbert or a stable quarterback, right? Ryan Tannehill, there's a lot of question marks going into this year because he failed the best opportunity to win a Super Bowl this past season. So, I think we developed this question pretty well. You know, do you, as Titans fans, were asking, are you optimistic or pessimistic about the Titans not following the wide receiver trend? Kind of strip away the nuance of A.J. Brown, all the bickering, all the back and forth. This is based on philosophy, right? Also, you mentioned about when we talked about Derek Mason, the Tennessee Titans have been known for one style of football since they came and touched ground in Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, I mean, there was the what the early nineties, the run and shoot with Warren Moon was about a five, six year period. Outside of that, run the ball. I mean run the ball and play good defense. Earl Campbell, right? You go back to Earl Campbell, then they draft Eddie George in the mid nineties, and they ride him, then they uh, have a couple, you know, back and forth year. They even br- brought in like Travis Henry and Chris Brown had some good years. Then it was Chris Johnson for a while. Then it was Jamarco Murray, and now all of a sudden it's Derrick Henry again, right? Like the list of running backs the Titans have had success with is pretty insane. And it's Andrew says thank Jeff Fisher for that. Well, I mean, it's Jeff Fisher was just a portion of the time. Like Jeff Fisher's been long gone. They've changed general managers twice since Jeff Fisher's been gone and it's the same type of philosophy. So I think it's interesting to see like how the Titans have stuck towards that, where the entire NFL is going wide receiver, heavy pay, you know, throw it 45 times a game. And the Titans are still focused on playing good defense and controlling the football with, with the run game. And then what have the defending Super Bowl champions done? They are playing a different game. 
you you brought it up. It's not all Jeff Fisher's fault because no. of there's different general managers. General yeah. managers are the head coach's boss, right? And right. so the general managers of the Tennessee Titans have kept this identity. It hasn't been anything. Now, Les Snead over there in L.A., he has a different philosophy. He sits there and he says, we are going to pay to play. We see our time. We are going to pay the guys that we have. And look, they haven't they haven't gone the you know the Tampa route is also there. They just got a quarterback kind of like the Rams did. Now what are they going to do? They're going to they continued to pile in money last year and this year to hold that group together. But those are two Super Bowl victories back to back by the Bucks and the Rams that have proven that this philosophy works. This is not the Tennessee Titans philosophy. No, it's not. And and we took we had, you know we had a really good show Thursday with Jack and I about what the Rams are doing. And I don't know if you had a chance to read on it or or hear about what that conversation was. But cash over cap, Stan Kroenke's worth ten billion plus dollars. He's got cash to pay these players a ton of money right now to spread out their cap hits to be able to, to pay and afford all these guys and stay under their salary cap, right? Like the converse, the, the example is Matthew Stafford got a $60 million bonus this year. That's $60 million in his pocket this year. You spread that $60 million over five years for 12 and a half or $12 million a year on the cap. And then his $1.5 million salary that Matthew Stafford pockets $61.5 million only caps thir- counts $13.5 million against the cap. Stan Kroenke can do that because he's got the one, some of the deepest pockets in the league. Well, in the he's location. Like, he's in, in yeah, he, he changed from St. Louis, yes. which nobody really wants to live in, to Los Angeles. Sure. Now the money is there, and you're telling me you're going to pay me, and I get to live in Los Angeles where it's they're sunny, I can drive Lambos? Yeah, they're paying cash. Like that's the crazy. The Rams are paying cash for these things. Well, because they believe in the business of the NFL too. There's also the belief in that. That I think is most important about why and how they are doing what they are doing is because they're kicking the cap down the road because they believe that the NFL will continue to get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. The cap will continue to go up, up and up and up, and they will already be set. Right, they'll yeah, make some bad decisions, just like every football team. Gurley, but right, but they got out of that, right? Jared Goff, and and so, but that wins. That right. does that make have- logical sense to what you just described? Yeah, but it's easier to win when Stan Kroenke is nearly ten times more wealthy than Amy Armstrong. Well, it's risk. It no, actually doesn't but, have to do with wealth as far as that is concerned. It's easier to take more risk when you have more wiggle room. It's easier it's, to build more wealth when you have wealth. Like I all these things are true. I and don't disagree, easier. but everybody, they all have wealth. Yes, but, but again, 10, what's the difference in $10 billion and $1.3 billion? A lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nine point. Or eight point seven billion. Right, but how much more money did the Ram are the Rams going to make just because they are Super Bowl champions based in LA? Oh, and that's what we talked about Thursday, the ROI on a Super Bowl and, and then being in LA. Absolutely all these things are true. But that's the situation the Titans are in. The Titans are in a situation where they have to be more diligent about the cash they're paying the players. Well, are the Tennessee Titans insane? 
And the reason why I say, are they doing the same thing over and year after year and over and over and over again and expecting, you know, a different result? It kind of seems like that. That is the definition but, of but, insanity. I mean, and they've been I mean, doing that for the last 20 years. Um, is that fair to say? I, I'm, yeah, but again, that's the game that they're having to play because, and we know what the Bud Adams situation was. Amy Adams Strunk is doing a really good job with the mess that she took over, right? And a lot of you guys are saying that they're, she's trying to build a new stadium. She's put millions and millions of dollars back into the, in the facility upgrades and all these types of things. And what I said when the stadium's conversation started is, at one at some point, does that affect football cash flow? of not being able to give out guaranteed millions of dollars and pay cash over cap because you've got all this money tied up into facility expansions and also a stadium build. Like that's it. You know, you're not all staying. And and the Rams just did it all one foul swoop. Yeah. Because they hate, because they can, because they can. And the Titans, everything that I said is not discrediting what Amy Adams Strunk has done for the franchise. I, I believe she's been the godsend of oh, Nashville, right? I mean, so I, I'm not taking anything away, but their philosophy of football has been the same for 20 years as we started this conversation, and it has gotten them one Super Bowl appearance, which was kind of a I, – I don't want to say luck, but – it didn't again, carry it's, on, it's, right? It's, I mean, they got back to AFC Championship. So, I, again, I'm not, I don't want to say luck because I don't think you can't get that lucky as far as that is concerned. But they've done the same thing and it hasn't worked. Yeah, but we've seen teams, you know, the Bengals are in a good spot, right? You get hot, you get lucky. The Bengals came up short. The Titans got hot, got some luck a couple of years ago, but they came up short. So, you, the Chiefs trade for, paired up for Patrick Mahomes. They did something like you can win without buying this, right? And the whole thing about the Rams is the Rams right now are the New York Yankees in the late 90s and early 2000s. Who's going to be the Red Sox? Who's going to be the Cardinals? Who's going to be the Dodgers? Who are going to be these other franchises that start spending hundreds of millions of dollars on cash over cap to catch up to the Rams? And where do the Titans fall? Well, the, the Titans, Titans need to be the 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks. Bingo. That's what I was. They're not the they're not the Oakland A's. They're not playing money ball poor like that. That would be the Cleveland Browns or the Raiders, right? Uh, but you know, it, it is interesting of how the Raiders change there because they once you go to Las Vegas, you go like L.A. and Las Vegas are trending. I mean, look at the AFC. The Raiders, the Chargers, and then the Rams, who are obviously in the NFC. But those three teams, I mean, look at what they've done. L- look at the amount of money that they've spent from changing their location because mm-hmm. they went into a city that had probably 50 times more money within their economy than their previous city, right? Yes. So that is why those teams have kind of risen. Nashville is in its city, but it doesn't have anywhere close to the amount of money economically as Las Vegas or Los Angeles. No. You have to work smarter. I, I don't discredit that, but this run the football, here, at the end of the day, here's the issue. The Tennessee Titans have not had a franchise quarterback since Aaron McNair. They have failed on all of their quarterbacks. 
every single last one of them since Steve McNair has been ultimately not good enough to win the Super Bowl or well, get to the Super Bowl. Well, they've whiffed on three top 10 draft picks. That, right? They haven't drafted well at the most important position. You know, Ryan Tannehill is like, um, he's just a patch, right? I mean, and that patch eventually wears out. It's duct tape. Now, he was better duct tape than they've had in, you know, since years past, than yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. But Ryan Tannehill is duct tape. He, he's not going to fix your wall. Okay. And they, they will, they will never get to where they want to go with the philosophy that they have. Oh, and, and- Done. Well, we we know this, that I'm fascinated to see what happens when Derrick Henry is no longer King Henry, right? Like, what does the franchise do? We thought it was A.J. Brown. That was the point of our previous discussion is we both thought, and the chat thought, A.J. Brown is the most logical replacement of Derrick Henry. You've drafted him. He's a fan favorite. He's productive. He helps the community. He's a good, right? All all those boxes are checked, but they said no. Or both sides said no, right? We won't get it it work. It it couldn't work. And so now it better be Traylon Burks, but also Ryan Tannehill. It better be Willis and Traylon Burks. (laughs) Like that's your your future. Starting quarterback Malik Willis throwing the Traylon Burks with Hassan Haskins at running back. That's that's scary, though, because they've done the same thing that they've always done. The odds of Malik Willis being a superstar are low. They are. Now, it could happen, but third-round picks don't become multi-multi-Super Bowl-winning franchise quarterbacks unless it's unique. Russell Wilson and Tom Brady are unique. But out of all of the quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers, look at all of the quarterbacks that were in the playoffs last year. They're all first-round quarterbacks. Including Tannehill. They're all first-round guys. Yep. And Tannehill's ceiling, we figured it out over the, the course of the years. I love Malik Willis. I like the pick. I, I thought it was good. But my expectations are well, they should be they should be zero. Right? Lowered, right? Uh, yeah, I won't say zero, but lowered. For this year. For your expectations from Malik Willis for this year should be honestly zero. no for the whole thing. Okay. Uh, Malik Willis we had they had talks that he was a first round talent. He dropped into the third round. That was what it was. I hope that the Titans get the value out of Malik Willis that they've gotten out of Derrick Henry. And if they can do that at the quarterback position, the franchise has changed for the next decade. Yeah, but again, like very that's uh that's asking a lot. You know, you just mentioned that how all the those quarterbacks are first round quarterbacks outside of Brady. And, I hope. I, right. I don't but know again, that like that you can find running backs in every round and you can't find quarterbacks in every round. So you can't find running backs like Derrick Henry. No, of course not. I'm not saying you can find running backs like Derrick Henry. I'm saying you can draft a running back in every round and they can be very productive for you. We've seen the Titans do that. We've seen them draft uh, in the first round. We've seen them go second round. We've seen them go 
Uh, you know, uh, Chris Brown was like a third round pick. You've seen the Titans get pretty good production out of running backs from all over the place. Quarterback, you got to have it. I do round. think it is simple. Like we talk every single day about these topics. The Titans don't have a franchise quarterback. Well, I don't, we don't like, like Nick Foles and Joe Flacco. Yeah, those are anomalies. You can, and, and they, that was and, those were close games. Those came down to Michael Crabtree not catching a football, and that came down to uh, Tom Brady getting sacked, fumbled at the well, end of those well, games. Well, it's because you've you've got a bat. Both guys had badass defenses, right? Titans, I think, are putting together a pretty badass defense. It on paper it appears that way, and and uh, Derrick Henry, right? That, that's uh, your. I hope. I hope to God that Ryan Tannehill wins a Super Bowl for the Tennessee Titans. I think that would be incredible. That would shut my ass up just like Derrick Henry shut you up, right? I'd have to eat crow for years just like you have with Derrick Henry if Tannehill comes and wins a Super Bowl. I just don't think that the NFL will allow that to happen with the setup structure in 2022 and all the other teams. I just don't think it will happen. But Ryan Tannehill has the ability this year as the starting quarterback to prove my ass wrong. He does. All right. Let's wrap up this Monday with a would you rather. Zach's got a would you rather scenario for us. Uh, I'm running blind. Uh, we're all running blind except for Zach on this. But first, tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. They've got the inventory for you at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Plus, they can order vehicles online for you. The Sonata, the Palisade, the Ionic. The Ionic is battery-powered. No having to pay $5 plus for gas. You know, There's no end in sight. Nobody's spoken or given us any as Americans and told us, hey, Gas is going to get better, or it's gonna, the prices are going to go down. We're just paying it. Here, take my money. Well, be smarter about it. Get a fuel-efficient vehicle or get a vehicle that doesn't use gas. Wilson County Hyundai has the ability to give you those options. Great price. Pain bonus team will hook you up. Family-owned and operated. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app for tonight. If you haven't done this yet, you need to do it before the NBA playoffs are done because you download the app tonight, use our code ATOZ200, you place a $10 Moneyline wager on either team tonight, and boom, you get 200 bucks when a single three-point shot is made in the game. Doesn't matter from who, doesn't matter what team, doesn't matter when, but it's probably going to be in the first like three minutes of the game. You're going to win 200 bucks from BetMGM when a single three-point shot is made when you sign up using the code ATOZ200. So do that tonight uh, for game five. All right, Zach, uh, hit us with the would you rather today. Quickly, before we get to would you rather, this actually has something to do with today's show based on wide receivers, second-round picks. Uh, Team leader, Terry McLaurin, it came out that – Reps have continued to talk back and forth between agent and commanders. They're still far apart as of now, but that may change. McLaurin not going to show as reported by Ian Rappaport. So in that situation, again, we knew DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, and Terry McLaurin were all in the same bucket, right? In some sort of bucket. AJ Brown found himself a new team and got paid. The other three on the same team, and those franchises are keeping them, right? Keeping those guys, whether you want to say hostage 
or continuing to negotiate, but understanding that they are going to continue to work a deal. They did not use, and this was my point, they did not use the trade deadline as the deadline draft that deadline. the Titans did, the right? Or the excuse draft. me, the draft. Yeah. The, the, and then you have another deadline, right? If you can't get rid of him or he doesn't play, you have the trade deadline, yeah, too. Yeah, but that's, that's like basically Halloween. They, they can't do that. Like, well, so, you can. You don't want to. Okay, well. It would not, I think, be smart. Anyway, let's move so, on to Would You Rather. Uh, yeah, I just want to note that because Terry McLaurin uh, came up. All right, and Terry McLaurin does have a different agent than Tory Dandy. Yeah, which we yeah. feel like every wide receiver in the NFL is Tory Dandy's client. But, but not Terry McLaurin. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather, so would you rather never be able to eat condiments or never be able to eat cheese? Hmm. So, condiments versus cheese i think this is a very unique question because both have their own value in different ways condiments versus cheese now cheese no pizza bye bye right cheeseburger no sir only hamburger but condiments i mean ketchup and fries you've got mustard i don't particularly like mayo but that throws out coleslaw that throws out a lot of salad salad dressings Right? Certain salad dressings. Hot sauce. Hot sauce are gone. But cheese, macaroni and cheese? No, sir, my friend. Cheese has a... I, I do believe cheese has a lot of value. Like, ham and cheese sandwich? No. That thing's dry. Cheese adds quite a bit in this. But condiments do, too, because there's more of them. So... Here is my thought. I'm going to go health route on this because humans no longer need any dairy products after we are done developing physically. So we don't need dairy products after about like age 18. So I would probably be more willing to give up cheese than condiments. I can figure out alternatives to cheese. I also know it's going to make me healthier. It's not going to weigh me down as much. Pizza. Uh, and I, I know. And I love pizza. I've, I've I thrown, know. I've thrown shade about uh, only having pizza options on Uber Eats. Right? But I think because of variety, I'm going to give up cheese. You're never eating pizza again in your life. That is a, that is a well, for me, that's tough. Can I can I not do d- describe cheese for me? Anything that represents cheese. So vegan cheese includes Yeah, that's cheese. Okay. If it's no, I'm just labeled thinking... as if it's labeled as cheese. Okay. No, I'm just just asking, right? I mean, I also know I shouldn't be eating a ton of pizza anyway. <laughs> like uh Yeah, but you got one life to live. I mean, no, I know. On, P- pizza's but not it, gonna kill that, you. in this I know, but in this situation, it's this situation. I would rather go no cheese than give up all condiments because all condiments I'm, I am a sauce person too. Yeah. Oh, look, th- this has impact on both sides. Chicken tenders. You don't get any barbecue sauce or honey mustard. Right. right? I have, I, I, I am a salsa person, which that's, a, I guess that's a condiment, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I eat eggs and salsa every day. Queso though. That's I that's mean, just a double whammy. But I love queso. 
I know. But that's both cheese and condiment. That would be more of a dip category. Condiments are dips. Dips are condiments. In at in yeah. That's that's like the weird overlap. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna say no more cheese. I'll keep my condiments. All right, let's go to the chat. Uh, Malachi says barbecue. A tight tighten up is giving up condiments. Tighten up Ohio is giving up condiments. I need the cheese. Apollo is giving up condiments. Honky Tonk is giving up condiments. Dre is giving up condiments. Brent is giving up condiments. Um, so that is obviously winning and and running away with it. No more lasagna from Orlando. But Jay Rum says easily giving uh, cheese up. No way in the world I'm living a dry life. Yeah. And Jay Rum brings up a very valid point. That is dry. I mean, you your life is dry, but you also you're gonna have a dry ha- hamburgers. No, I've never ordered a hamburger in my life. I ordered cheeseburgers. I went to In and Out cheeseburger in Texas last week, and damn, it all was right, good. All right, let's let's sell this because Jerome says condiments are not dips, Austin. Okay, so condiments can be dips, but not all dips are condiments. Fair? Yes. Okay. So, queso's now back. Ranch is a choose, condiment. It can yes. be a dip. Queso is not a condiment. Yeah, it is a yeah, dip. Yeah. Like, seven-layer bean dip is not a condiment. It is a dip. But it, salsa is kind of both. Yeah, salsa is unique. Okay. Honey mustard, uh, right? Condiment and dip. I fancy sauce. <laughs> I'm not giving up cheese because now, and this is makes it tough, but like I can dip my fries in queso and be okay. Right. If now we've talked about that, it's the ketchup thing is tough. Mustard. I do like mustard, spicy mustard, honey mustard, deli mustard, all of that stuff. I just, I can't do cheese. I love mac and cheese and pizza. Those are like at the top of my love for things. When I go to restaurants, I look for their mac and cheese. Now, I don't like truffle. I'm anti-truffle. I think truffle does, and I I know. And it works out my girlfriend doesn't like truffle either. So like when we, we look at truffle mac and cheese and it's good that like one doesn't want it and the other one, right, we don't have that problem, which is good. I've just never been a truffle person. It's overpowering to me. It's just maybe a palate thing. You soft? You sensitive? uh, No, I guess I don't get caught up. I think that it's a luxury item, right? It's overpriced. and But that I don't really care about. You say it's overpowering. So that it's too strong of a taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not giving up cheese over my dead body. Lasagna? Parmesan cheese on my pasta? That's what may, rotini. Wait a second. Hold on. Marinara sauce is a condiment. So I think we're just pizza is done. Marinara is a base. That is not a condiment. condiment. It is not a condiment on a pizza. It is a base ingredient. That's wrong. Eric. Uh, Marinara. Look, you can't marinara is a dip. Right, marinara you is dip, a condiment. You dip your mozzarella sticks in the marinara sauce. Marinara is a condiment. How is that a condiment? You you can't buy. You cannot. So here's the justification: you cannot buy marinara sauce in the condiment aisle in the grocery store. It's not there. So Eric, you're wrong. 
I think it, I think marinara sauce is a condiment. How you you can't buy it in the condiment section? Literally, society has labeled it not a condiment. Where where is it? The pasta sauce? Yes. Okay. It has its own section. <laughs> so I, I I'm not going to d- dive into that. Cheese, please. I'm still I'm still stuck on this marinara thing. No, look, it, it is a sauce, not a condiment. The grocery store. What are sauces? Are sauces condiments? It has its own section. But a, a condiment is a sauce. It has its own section. Are sauces condiments? <laughs> not that type of sauce. Are sauces condiments? Google populated it for me. Plus, pizza sauce in its own right is it, not a. It's condiment. the same thing as uh as no, it's what we not. talked about. Pizza sauce is different. I wasn't. Than I was responding sauce. to you. I was saying it's the same thing as my dip thing. A sauce can be a condiment, but all condiments can be a sauce. Yeah. So, it's back on the table. Okay. I don't know. It's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm okay with giving up cheese. Um, it'll make me feel better. I'm um, pizza. That's Italian. Fine. I love pizza, but you know, I'd be better without it. That's fine with me. All right. Wrapping up that Monday show. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Have a good uh, rest of your Monday. You get a lot of stuff guys uh, to, to hit your way. The podcast network constantly pumps out great content every week on our A to Z sports podcast network. Check that out on Apple, uh, I, uh, Apple podcasts or, or Spotify as well. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Tuesday. Buck Rising live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll talk to you guys later. Appreciate it. Adios.